me, it was hide behind a layer of success. And that was my comfort zone. My comfort zone was saying, hey, you don't need to know who I am. Just know that I run two companies. I have a community and I throw out a bunch of statistics. And that for me was my comfort zone. And that's how I kept myself from feeling shame or feeling mm-hmm. vulnerability, which are scary words that, that, I, that I never want to go near. Even now, I don't want to go near. Them. So I wouldn't say that I've overcome this mentality completely, but I would say we are all on a journey of, of you know self-improvement but what i've realized is i is i needed to understand more about what i want for myself and what these expectations are for myself this is dina delplash your high performance coach and it's time to level up bless the love and respect champion i want to welcome you to another level up series and in this series we'll be leveling up with the ultimate rachel Chang. Okay, and just to tell you a bit about who Rachel is, Rachel Zhang is a serial entrepreneur, creative, and community builder. She helps to create opportunities for people and brand through her marketing company, RKZ Creative, and through her woman entrepreneurship community, SHIP. Her research and focus now is on entrepreneurship with authenticity and intention. And these are two of my most favorite words authenticity and intention welcome to the level up show Rochelle how are you doing today thank you so much you know I'm excited I'm ready to go the weather is great and I love the energy that you always bring to these level up shows so I'm ready to level up with you awesome awesome so t- tell me a bit about you know wh- what was your entrepreneurship journey like you know you've been quite active in, in this space and not only being involved in one company, but two. And I've been seeing you around the city, also participating <laughs> in other entrepreneur projects. So tell me, what has this journey been like for you? Yeah, for sure. So I started my entrepreneurship journey when I was back in high school. I was around 15, 16. Oh, wow. um, and I worked on my first startup with one of my really good friends. It's an equestrian athleisure brand. So basically clothes and we would create our products in China and sell them overseas in Canada, US and UK. That was so much fun to do. And it was a great learning curve because for me, I really learned that. um, (laughs) I really learned (laughs) that I think um, I was so afraid of being who I actually was because I was younger. My friend and I, we were both 15, 16. We were so afraid. So we would always try to hide who we really were. In emails, we would be extremely professional, extremely sincere. (laughs) We're just so terrified. And then I was also working in photography at the same time in Shanghai. I was doing a bunch of freelance projects. And at the same time, I was also super self-conscious of my age. I was so much younger than everyone. I was still working with a lot of brands and companies, things like that, because that's how Shanghai is. If you network and you present yourself in a certain way, no one really asks too many questions. And that's what I loved about Shanghai, mm. but it's also where yeah. I found that I was so inauthentic and I was yeah. so terrified and so insecure about really who I was and something that I can't control. So then that was with my photography company that has since turned into a marketing branding company, RKZ Creative. And throughout that process, I got to work with a lot of impact-driven, sustainable entrepreneurs, and a lot of them were women. And I would have really deep, legitimate conversations with a lot of different women. And I realized that they all were so insecure about something in a similar way to how I was insecure about my age. I met women who were insecure that they were, they were a mother and they, when they would separate their identities so much that 
Um, you know, when they're at home, they're a mother and they have their kids. But when they're working, she would not mention them at all. She'd be terrified to bring up that she was even married, that she had this alter identity. And that was similar to how I felt. I felt I had my high school personality and school where I could be bubbly and fun and energetic. And then in the professional yeah. world, I had to become serious. I had to become mm. composed what I thought you know, adults or professional adults are supposed to be. I didn't know at that time that you're also allowed to jump around and be excited like you are, Dino, right? With leveling up, <laughs> but I was so terrified the entire time. So I, so with that realization, uh, me and a couple of really good friends, we decided to create just a group chat full of women sharing entrepreneurial stories, sharing tips and advice. And that gradually became you know, a group chat with 50 people, we ran a workshop, and then 100 people, we ran an online event, and it kind of built up, built up, built up. And four years later, in 2022, now the SHIAP community has over 2000 women, we have an office in Hangzhou wow. and Shanghai, we have bases in Canada, Brazil, and South Korea, even, and we are, and we now have our mentorship programs, membership programs, we have an incubator, and we are really just a community, again, of women supporting each other on our entrepreneurial journeys, because we all have that something or some things that we're insecure about. And for me personally, now, especially throughout lockdown, for me, it's about authenticity, it's about yeah. embracing who I can truly be, and how that can translate in living intentionally through entrepreneurship. Yeah, wow, that's powerful. That's that's quite a journey, you know, from the age of 15 years old. Like you you already have so much medals on your chest. It's as if you know you're you're one of those top rank entrepreneurs in the game. And you know, it's really commendable. And I I love the fact that you really touch on the point of you know that feeling of insecurity and showing your true self when we're stepping into this space. Because I've I've also experienced <clears throat> A lot of clients you know experience in this and you know not only amongst women but also amongst men as well yeah, yeah we have been taught to shop one way in the professional space and it makes you feel trapped yeah it makes mm -hmm. you feel trapped in your own body so exactly. let, let me ask you this as you've you've went through this yeah you know you mentor other women on this as well what was the internal struggle like and what were some of the things that you did to overcome those struggles? Right. So I think the internal struggle was, and this is a part of the hustle culture we're used to in entrepreneurship, right? For me, it was hide behind a layer of success. Mm. And that was my comfort zone. My comfort zone was saying, hey, you don't need to know who I am. Just know that I run two companies, I have a community, and I throw out a bunch of statistics. And that, for me, was my comfort zone. And that's how I kept myself from feeling shame or feeling mm. vulnerability, which are scary words that, that, I, that I never wanna go near. Even now, I don't wanna go near them. Um, what that meant was I had a lot of these expectations for myself that I had to be this person who was an excellent speaker and I had to cultivate a community with as many women as possible. I had to get as much, I don't know, even money as possible. And all those expectations kind of ate me up and I reached a point of burnout quite quickly, especially after high school. I was so excited to get out of high school and be a full-time entrepreneur, go meet people, run events. And I did do that. I put on 200 plus women um, women entrepreneurship conventions, all of that, that reached burnout so quickly. And I realized it was because I didn't know why I was doing this. So I wouldn't say that I've overcome this mentality completely, but I would say we are all on a journey of, yes. of you know, self-improvement. But what I've realized is I, is I needed to 
understand more about what I want for myself and what these expectations are for myself. Some people call that goal setting. I personally have never been a fan of goal setting, but uh, <laughs> I would say here, right? Living more intentionally, what that meant for me was I had to unpack my goals because I was setting my goals based off of other people's expectations and creating my expectations based on other people's expectations of me because, oh, Rachel is the super loud girl. She's so confident. So she's going to do X, Y, Z, and she's going to be X, Y, Z. And so my expectations of myself reflected that. And that meant I was living really inauthentically. And I just wanted to hustle to get things done. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, just get it done. Just register the company, just go to the event, put on the event. I didn't know why I was doing all these things, but they weren't even my own goals. You know, that's what it felt like. I also realized how unattainable this really is because we can't control others' expectations or others' perception of us. And this makes this goal in itself very self-destructive. So that's why I need to set them for myself. So it's this process of goal setting and that, that I think really reflects in living in intention with intention. And so I think that's the, that's a journey that I'm constantly on. And it's a, it almost feels a little bit like a fight, but, um, but at the same time, it feels like I'm holding hands with myself, which is a, quite a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful holding hands with yourself yeah I like that yeah yeah I felt like I was I was constantly fighting myself to be to be something uh, to be something else right it's kind of like um like when you go on a diet right and you're like you know, don't 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 eat that um don't eat the pizza don't eat the pizza stay away um, from the cheesecake stay away from the cheesecake stay away <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but really create an environment for yourself to to succeed um so that's something that that I'm working on Awesome. Awesome. I heard you, you said something interesting around expectations, you know, and, you know, having to live in up to other, ex, other people's expectations other than yourself. I remember yeah. listening to this talk with um, Jay Shetty. Maybe it was a podcast and he said something like this. He said, what's the problem is not what other people think about you. The problem is not what you think about you. The problem is what you think other people think about you. Yeah, it's like you have yourself in a double bind. Yeah, and I can see that can also lead to us even setting goals that we don't even want to accomplish ourselves. So, and I heard you, you, you hit on the point of goal setting. Yeah, it's, it's a big thing in the personal development space. I know that you are a super Notion user as well. So productivity is high on your list. And you yeah. said that you, 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 you're not a big fan of setting goals. Tell me a bit more about that. So how, how do you navigate this realm of, you know, going towards, you know, the things that you desire, what you want to achieve differently from what traditional productivity would say? Yeah, for sure. So in terms of goal setting, I say that I don't like it because I think I've always felt more comfortable, again, just hiding behind almost blank successes uh, quantifiable, measurable, blank successes. So I didn't want to think so internally. And maybe that's something that you're very familiar with as a leadership coach, you know, right? you really need to understand yourself and why you want to do these things. And that was not somewhere, again, that I'm comfortable with. Um, how I think I am moving forward on that journey is I came across this video by a wonderful YouTuber who works a lot with goal setting and productivity. His name is Ali Abdal. A-L-I space yeah. A-B-D-A-L, yeah. right? He's respect, awesome. Respect, he has yeah. this 
he has this method of goal setting um, that focuses so little on the goal and so much more on the journey and the process. And I know that sounds cheesy, but bear with me here because he has a lot of these questions, for example, that are like, why do you want to achieve this goal? And then who can help you achieve this goal? And what are your top three reasons for failing at this goal? And how do you stack the decks in your favor for this goal to happen? And I realized throughout the process of working on this that my goals actually changed. Mm. It wasn't my end goal became different. And I think that was a really reflective process for me to figure out exactly what I wanted. And that's a really big question, right? Exactly mm. what do you want? Um, one of my one of my goals there are also to you know be a better leader. And mm. I realized a huge part of that is understanding intention and understanding authenticity. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant, lovely. I love that you, you are really taking this conversation in this direction and it's making me feel a warm feeling here because it's something that I've always emphasized with my clients. Yeah. yeah. Like setting goals are useful, but it's not it's not important. It's useful because a goal is not the distant shore. It's a guiding compass. So the first thing that we need to do as leaders is to first identify who do you want to be? Yeah. yeah. When you're showing up as your best future self, first know who that person is and become that person. And that yeah. person attracts everything that you know your lifestyle want. And I think that's that's where the authentic piece comes in. I can really see parallels with that. So if yeah. if you had to give advice for any viewers who is looking to step into this space of entrepreneur. Yeah, most of my listeners and most of my clients would be leaders who are working their normal nine to five and they want to make that transition into this yeah. space. What, what, what advice would you have for them stepping in? Blessed love and respect champion. Now this is your high performance coach here and I want to thank you for showing up today. Not for me, but showing up for yourself because every episode of this show is designed to help you get one step closer in the direction of becoming an even higher performing leader, living in and from your fullest potential in whatever you do for those you love and for those that you serve. And we are here to help you every step of the way. Now, if you're listening to this show, I believe it's because you are ready to take your performance to another level. And that is why I've created this show as a program in my high performance leader coaching ecosystem to help you master these high performance habits with accountability, structure, and guidance from me as your coach. And it is free for you today as my listener. Join my high performance leader coaching ecosystem right now. Go to levelupwithdino.com. Again, go to levelupwithdino.com. And Dino is spelled D-E-A-N-O. And if you're listening to this in China, you're watching an episode on YouTube, just click the link in the description below. And remember, it is time for you to level up. Right. I think what you just said was so powerful about goal setting, being a guiding compass and that's going back to my mind. And I think that is, that's something that we all really need to keep in mind as entrepreneurs. I think I wish that I got to know myself a lot more before I dived into entrepreneurship, 
because entrepreneurship is it's so easy to get sucked in again and look at all these results and think that you know you're trying to reach the end of the shore when actually it's such a personal process so i think you know really listening to yourself getting to know how you work and getting to know what kind of leader you are i think that's a really powerful process um, and again, this is something that's that's quite new for me as well in terms of thinking of this perspective. But for example, um, I think personally, I um, I'm trying to understand my shame triggers a lot more, mm-hmm. and when I retreat into feeling inauthentic, mm-hmm. and one of one of those shame triggers for me is feeling the need to protect my projects, and well, how that usually manifests is. I won't launch my projects. I'll just protect them by, mm. you know, going over them over and over again, writing out a bunch of plans. I'll plan like crazy, but I'll never actually get it out there. And mm. that makes me not a very good leader. It makes me not a very good entrepreneur either, if you look at just from the results side, but it also makes me feel, you know, like a, like a crushing feeling inside. And it's a lot more difficult to just get anything done. Um, yeah, maybe, I mean, I'd love to throw that question back at you as well. Do you know, how do you think we can be better goal setters to achieve our goals? How can we think not about the shoreline, but about the pointing compass? Mm-hmm. I, I, I really love the, the idea of this shame, shame trigger exercise. And I think for me personally, one of the things that I think that helps is consistency. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll always say that is not something you have or you don't have. Becoming a powerful leader, a powerful self, it's a practice. Yeah. Right. So we got to show up every day for ourselves. Like, for example, right now we're in lockdown. Yeah. And a lot of people are feeling, you know, the pressure of being isolated. One of the things my favorite coach would say is that, you know, whenever you're in a tough position, this is when life is testing your life philosophy. And when things are hard, this is a time when you need to start executing your protocols even more aggressively. And when I say your protocols, what are the things that you do that keeps you on, whether it's working out, meditate, whether it's journaling, these exercises, because these are the things that close the gap between who you are and who you're capable of being. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the shame trigger, yeah, that could even be one of your protocols, you know, where you really, you know, be in that meditative state and catch it before it even happened. Yeah, journaling about it. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's powerful. That's really powerful. And let me, let me try this. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I I love these ideas of these protocols. And that really makes me think of, again, consistency, consistency is so key, because it is again, a lifestyle we're trying to embody. It's the point of mm. compass. We're constantly yeah. going to, there is a shoreline that doesn't exist. Mm. Um, and I think to go back to shame triggers, I think I love that you mentioned this gap of, of who we wanna become, whether that is working out or meditating or journaling. For me, it's this, what this means is something that can be creatively recharging and can recharge you. And yeah. so my shame, tri- one of my shame triggers as well, was also suppressing what I felt was creatively recharging because mm. I felt guilty mm. for something like going out for a bike ride where I, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to go meet anyone or I wasn't working or, or tangibly yeah, getting yeah. anything done. 
but it was just something for me. So one of my shame triggers is feeling guilty for doing the things I want to do mm. in this gap that you, that you said. Yeah. 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 Powerful. I love that. The fact that you're sharing your shame triggers, I think I'll throw some of mine out there as well, because I can totally relate. You know, what, one of my big shame, shame triggers was, you know, not, not replying to somebody message on time, especially oh, yeah. from my community. <laughs> that was a big one for me Absolutely. as well as, you, I used to associate yoga as something just for females. I didn't see as something macho manly. So even though I love that flow and that artistic style, I won't have yeah. done it. Yeah. So so it's like, you know, when we have these, and I'll just show that outside to the viewers as well. Yeah. What are your shame triggers? Yeah. yeah. Identify what those are, write them down, and let's start closing the gap. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. For sure. Yeah. 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 <sighs> I'm, I'm letting that one sink in. All right, I think that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happen in such minuscule moments as well. Like I'm just thinking, um, even physically, when I'm when I'm speaking to people and I want and I find that I want to be a people pleaser, um, that's when I'm not being as authentic. And one of my shame triggers there is I speak a lot more slowly because mm. I then start to think about what I'm saying a lot more, and I will try to get something out. So I either speak really slowly. And then I'll speak really quickly um, just so I can, I can try to get out the information that I want to get out versus mm -hmm. what is genuine information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me ask you this. If, if, if we had a time machine, yeah, we, we bring mm -hmm. a time machine here and you can go back. What, what would you do differently? What would you do differently, Rochelle? I would get to know myself better. And I think how I'm doing that now is, excuse me, you know, can I let, I'm going to let my dog out. Okay, no problem. <laughs> oh, it's a Shiba. Yeah, very cute dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, she needs, she needs to go creatively recharge as well. She's also, <laughs> she's living more authentically and she's telling yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Using my dog as an example. Right. Yeah. I think I really need to do more of was that self-reflection process, getting mm. to know myself. Um, I never knew how important that was. And I never, and, you know, really it was, it was like, why would I go out and seek this for myself when it's not making me any money? Right. But it's a matter of investing in yourself. And a couple months ago, when I embarked on this journey of authenticity and self reflection I couldn't really do it on my own and it took me a while to admit that I wasn't getting anywhere I tried journaling it was it didn't work it was it actually put on more pressure for myself to do this and do it right and again that's not the point it's not about doing it right it's about doing it and mm. for me what that meant was I had to actually seek out a mentor and a coach to help mm. me throughout this process someone yeah. to talk to really and it's a different kind of relationship um, I think between a mentor and a coach, because there's someone who is dedicated to bettering yourself. And that investment also means that if they're investing their time and energy into you, then you should be also doing the same. And that kept me accountable and kept me consistent in going on this journey. So I think yeah. mentorship, coaching would have helped me a lot in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Oh my gosh, goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> 
I think I think if I had to answer that question, I would have said the same thing, most definitely. Looking back at my life personally, if I had to look at where I made major breakthroughs, is I had some sort of mentor coach in my corner that helped to keep yeah. me accountable and helped to guide me along the shows. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's perfect for the next question. Like what other than a mentor and a coach which I know you have right now, what are other resources you have in your toolkit that makes your life easier? Ooh, I think um, for me, I my mind runs really quickly. Mm. So I love having Notion or having a notebook or something <laughs> like that. Write things down, write ideas down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I can, because I realized um, that, you know, ideas are amazing, but putting them onto paper, that's when something can actually happen. So um, that's been really powerful for me. Uh, mentorship coaching is a big one. And I think surrounding myself with authentic people mm. is also really good. Yeah. And, you know, the people we have, especially you and I, you know, we're, we are people people. We work mm. with communities. We work yeah. with leaders. Yeah. And as a people person, I think it's so important to be surrounded by authenticity because that makes you more authentic, especially when we're going around and, and, and talking to so many people in one day and in entrepreneurship, that's largely the job. You have to pitch yourself like crazy to every single mm. person. So I like being surrounded by authenticity. It feels like a nice blanket. Mm. Awesome, awesome. And what, what are some of your favorite books that you know, you, you'd recommend to viewers who you know, would have take their own authentic journey yeah, into entrepreneurship. Yeah. 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 So I love anything by Dr. Brené Brown. Uh, yeah. She is an incredible research. She actually researches shame and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. uh, and so she has done some incredible work on it. She has, um, she has a book called The Gifts of Imperfection. I think it's fantastic. It's an easy read. It, it feels like she's just talking to you and it doesn't feel overly mm -hmm. preachy. Uh, which, mm. by the way, is one of my, uh, another one of my shame triggers. Um, <laughs> when I when I feel when I'm speaking inauthentically, I, then I start to preach to people. Mm. Um, yeah. So, gifts of imperfection by Dr. Brené Brown. Mm. Awesome, awesome. And it's I'm happy that you just give one. It makes it easier for the listeners to just go and get that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that one. Start with that one. <laughs> and what's a question? that I haven't asked that you believe that every entrepreneur, uh, not even just entrepreneurs, every leader need to know the answer to? I think, I think a question that I love to ask in general is how can I stack the decks in my favor? And I took that question from Ali Abdal's goal setting method. And I found that I think I use it a lot in my everyday life because it shifts the, it shifts the momentum of thinking into, you know, what can I, what can I control? Especially during lockdown, there's so many things that we can't control. We can't go out, we can't order food, we can't meet people the same way as before. But thinking, what can I do right now for me to get to point B or to, you know, do what I want to do. And sometimes, and I love how open-ended this is as well, because sometimes that means I just need to sit down and take a breath. 
and that's how I'm stacking the decks in my favor. Because again, we can't control others' expectations of us. We can't control this perception of us. We can't control what happens outside, but we can control ourselves. So what can we do to make sure that we can succeed? Mm. Mm, that's powerful. I love that. I really, really do love that. Yeah, and I just, I just want that to sink in. Yeah, I, I really want that to sink in to those who are listening and those who are watching. How can you start the decks in your favor? Yeah. And let me ask you this, Rochelle. What's one thing that most people don't know about Rochelle Jack? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of heavy things. Maybe, maybe I will say that I love, I have a lot of energy and that's something a lot of people know. Um, oh, you know what? I'll say, I think I'm actually not a super social person. Mm. I think I can oh, I... be social. And I think yeah. I am very extroverted and I love talking to people. I generally do. But I think yeah. inside, I'm actually not a very social person. And I realized that. I think um, I, I used to use socializing as well as another, you know, barrier of success. I really enjoyed solitude and, and, and holding hands with myself as well. <laughs> Something I didn't expect to enjoy as much, but um, I, I still want lockdown to be over, but I'm not as, <laughs> I think a lot of people think I am. <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's something that I can so 100% relate with. When I, when I yeah. tell that to people, people get so, find that so weird. Like I can yeah. literally, which I, when this lockdown started, this was so not a problem for me personally, like, because I'm yeah. so good at being alone. It's crazy, which is weird, you know? So it's really, really, what to say? It feel warm to hear you say that. Yeah, yeah, that, that we, we can still use our energy and being extroverted as a tool. Why acknowledge exactly. that, yo, I, I love being by myself. I, I you know, people, yeah. I don't yeah. really like being around people all the time, all the time. Yeah, so. Exactly, yeah. exactly. being loud and energetic and everything, that doesn't mean you're extroverted. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll take yeah. that when I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I. It's interesting that you also said that I, I, I had a conversation with someone concerning this behavior of mine as well that you can totally relate with. And at a point I start questioning my authenticness. Yeah, I was wondering, am I really being myself when I'm being that, you know, outside, you know, energetic, expressive? And I realized, of course I am. Because yeah. the introvert in me also want to be that person. Yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> awesome I love that I love that you can really recognize that for yourself yeah. and how you work and that I think as a society we try to divide everything into a black and a white and like a mm. you're introverted and you're extroverted yeah. mm. and you're someone who seeks help and you're someone who receives help and all of that but it's we're such a rainbow we're such a mixture of everything that yeah. there are no rules boundaries there beautiful beautiful we uh, and and it, where, where can where can the viewers get in contact with Rachel Zhang if they love to learn more and get more involved in your work I know you're doing a lot of amazing work here in the city in Shanghai and all over the world so where can all of us connect with you 
Absolutely. So my handle on almost everything is Rachel K. Zhang. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-K-Z-H-A-N-G. That's on Instagram. That's my website, www.rachelkzhang.com. That's Twitter. That's LinkedIn. And SheUp Community is SheUp, S-H-E-U-P, community.com. And you can find us anywhere as well. I also, by the way, I noted that you also pronounced it Zed, you know, which I appreciate <laughs> as a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, so Z for, for American viewers, Z-H-A-N-G. <laughs> I, I just got that. I just got that. I, I was like, wow, she just internationalized our last name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's dope. That's dope. And maybe for those of those of you who don't really get that, because in, in China, ZH is Zhang. And yeah. if you're not from China, it, it, because I, I got that as well, because when I was going to Hangzhou, that was a big, you know, twister for me with the tongue. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You know, get connected to Rachelle and you know what's up. You've, you've heard her story. You know what she's all about. And it's really time for us to step in. To ourselves authentically. I want to really thank you for showing up powerfully with me today. I really enjoyed this conversation and thank you for leveling up with the chime. Thank you so much, Dino. Thank you for leveling up. Bless the love and respect, champion. Now, this is your high performance coach here, and I want to thank you for showing up today. Not for me, but showing up for yourself because every episode of this show is designed to help you get one step closer in the direction of becoming an even higher performing leader. Living in and from your fullest potential in whatever you do for those you love and for those that you serve. And we are here to help you every step of the way. Now, if you're listening to this show, I believe it's because you are ready to take your performance to another level. And that is why I've created this show as a program in my high performance leader coaching ecosystem to help you master these high performance habits with accountability, structure, and guidance from me as your coach and it is free for you today as my listener. Join my high performance leader coaching ecosystem right now. Go to levelupwithdino.com. Again, go to levelupwithdino.com. And Dino is spelled D-E-A-N-O. And if you're listening to this in China, you're watching an episode on YouTube, just click the link in the description below. And remember, it is time for you to level up.